Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, we cover the biggest news stories from the world of Formula One, which are basically all to do with the team principal merry-go-round that nobody expected in December. That's right, we're back. We said we would be if there were news, and there definitely is news. Welcome to a Team Principal special news from the nerds. Uh, it's still the midweek news show brought to you by the Formula Nerds. And as ever, we are going to update you on everything you need to know from the world of Formula One. We are the Formula Nerds news team, and we're here today to talk about the team principals who've decided to make their own silly season. Clearly, it was all a bit too dull. We all knew where everyone was driving next year. So the team principals have taken it upon themselves to spice things up and catch us all by surprise, some more than others. Uh, but today, to help me talk about that, we have Abby, as ever. Abby, how are you? Not too cold, I hope, in this freezing winter No, I'm winter actually weather. okay. We do have snow, but we've got the heating on, so I'm, I'm warmer than I should be. So. Yeah, clue for the listener there that we don't record our podcasts outside. Uh, yes, it, it feels like it's outside in here, though, because the, the window is open. But uh, I'll struggle on. Uh, Ollie, how about you? Uh, you said you're too hot, if anything, right? I'm absolutely boiling and I tend to have a rule when it's cold I don't go outside so I, I don't really know what the weather's like outside it's, it's fine but it's it's about 40 degrees in here so yeah I'm fine uh, and completing our panel today we have Catherine Catherine how's it going I'm good thank you I'm a bit sick because I made a snow angel I think the cold got a bit to me too much I'm not used to it so but but we are pushing through Catherine said to me yesterday that it was the first time she'd seen snow, so she went out on it and it was slippery, so she fell over. <laughs> yeah, I was in my sliders. I lost my sliders on the road and my flatmate found it like an half an hour later. So. And that's the first that's time you've ever seen first snow? Time wow. you've ever yes. seen snow. I was just grabbing my food and I, I just slipped. It was painful. Did we just hear Alexa? <laughs> yeah, Alexa jumped in. Sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway, so, so we get on with some news. We all, as I said, know what this is about. It's about the team principles. So the 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 lead news, I guess, is 
Frederick Vasseur moving from Alfa Romeo to Ferrari. Now, this was the most expected part of what we'll talk about today. Uh, it's It's been rumoured for quite a while. Obviously, Mattia Bonotto stepped down a fair while ago now, and it, it felt inevitable. Catherine is our resident Ferrari fan. Do you want to tell us a little bit and set the scene? Yeah, so as everyone knows, Mattia Bonotto had to step down after that disastrous season. And then we finally, so we have Frederick Vasseur, who, as a fan, I was pretty unsure of, just because we, we've seen him work more with junior teams and then with Alfa Romeo, rather than like with a big name like Ferrari or Mercedes. And well, we do not know how this is going to play out, but considering the sort of the things that Ferrari went through lately, I think that maybe this is what they need. As you, James, said before, maybe it's a breath of fresh air. And you know what? I think with two drivers like Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, it might actually work pretty well. Just because, you know, they are both, they both want to win a driver's championship. However, I think they need someone like Vasser, who's good with young drivers, and he can help them to realize what the team's aims are and what their approach should be. And if things really get heated, I think he can get in the way of them and put things aside, you know. Um, he can really help them with that. What I think that is going to be maybe a bit of a problem is that Leclerc's manager is Jean son. It's Nicolas. And apparently Nicolas and Frederick used to be partners in Formula 3. However, the relationship didn't end well. Working relationship for to clarify. And um and well now this season they are going to be working together. And of course this season we have heard of many drivers and F1 personnel that are just that weren't friends at all. They had drama and now are suddenly working together again. So hopefully this sort of the quarrel that they had before it doesn't get in the way because also Leclerc has struggled last season. Because according to Ralph Schumacher, he said that Benotto preferred Sainz more than Leclerc. And Leclerc really struggled with this throughout the season, even though he was the favorite from Ferrari to even win the championship. So, yeah, so hopefully Vasseur can, you know, create peace and a winning mentality. I think Vasseur, he's got a number of challenges um, that he, he, he's he got to tackle when he gets there. Now, one of them is obviously keeping Charles Leclerc happy. I've seen a few articles today talking about his, his number one job is to keep Leclerc from going to Mercedes. Now, that's an interesting one. I hadn't looked at it from, from that perspective. Um, but the other is to sort out the man management. Now, it was said at the FAA prize giving gala that um, Leclerc had no influence over who got this job or, or any of this. Now, I don't particularly believe that's true. I think Leclerc would have had an influence. Um, a lot of this is to keep their drivers happy. But I think Vasseur, he's a straight talking guy that you need in order to tighten up all of these errors that are happening. I think he's going to talk directly with the team, put in some new rules. And, you know, he's got a huge challenge ahead of him, but he wouldn't have been picked if he wasn't seen as the right man for the job. Um, I did note that Christian Horner said it's now Ferrari's sixth team principal since he started in F1 with Red Bull in 2005. Obviously, Christian likes to make things about, uh, make everything about himself, but there is some truth in here. Six team principals in the time that Christian Horner's been there. There's, uh, it's a worrying statement, really. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not at Watford FC levels of getting rid of managers yet, but it's, I don't know, is it needed? Do we think, I think that's the biggest question. Do we think that 
it was the right choice to get rid of Bonotto and that Vasseur is the right man. We've Catherine has already said we've got the the Tifosi view, if you will. But uh, well, I tell you what, I'll throw to Sam, who has just appeared in our studio. Sam, how is it going? And what do you think to those questions? Hello. Sorry for being late. Just walked in. Um, apologies for that. So don't know what Catherine said. I think Vasseur is the right appointment. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think his ability to develop drivers is well documented He's incredibly successful um, lower down the, the the ladder, as it were. Um, so I think he will be able to bring those guys on, which I think is key. He obviously has a very good relation with, with, relationship with Charles Leclerc. And I think, to borrow your point, James, I think you need someone outside the obvious Ferrari family. I think that's the best way to go. And I think he will help fix some of the kind of fundamental issues which are clearly deep-rooted within the entire team. Yeah, I agree with Sam. I think Vasseur is the right man for the job. And Benedito Vigner of Ferrari said that Vasseur has these technical strengths as a trained engineer and he has the consistent ability to bring the best out in drivers. And as Catherine said, he's coached junior teams further down the ladder and he has worked closely with Leclerc. So I think his experience with that and his extensive time involved in motorsport will help him with Ferrari. I think at first it might be difficult for him to familiarise himself with the Scuderia because that is, like when you think of motorsport, Ferrari is like the one name that everybody thinks of. And it is the pinnacle, but I think Vasseur is the right man for the job. He can make those decisions. He helps the drivers. I think it will be interesting. But one thing I want to go back to is Catherine, you said... um, his partnership with Leclerc's manager, Jean-Todd Sun, that was a bit tricky in the past. It'll be interesting to see how that does play out and whether it affects it or not, because Vasseur is now the boss. Well, that's another big question. Will it affect Carlos Sainz? Do we think he's going to become the de facto number two driver? Part of me already feels like he's set himself up for that this season. Um, I know we spoke about it in the last show that we all thought Carlos Sainz was going to be that number one driver, but all roads are leading to Leclerc and that fight for the championship. It, it, it's got to put science back a bit, surely, doesn't it? I mean, to be fair, science for me, he I thought that he would be better than Leclerc this season just because he had a really consistent run in 2021. But then I think with Leclerc and where he's coming from and also his relations to John Todd, I think that then eager Ferrari to sort of prioritize Leclerc. Is it fair? Probably not. But if we look at teams, there has there has barely been a team that, you know, have won a championship with a driver and had the two drivers working together towards just one of them, you know. You always had that little rival rivalry and you always had that driver that was just the second one. So I think Carlos Sainz will end up being like that. If not, it might eager Leclerc to move away from that. And if science feels that he cannot handle that anymore, I think he will also find somewhere else to go. Maybe he can go to Mercedes himself. Hopefully not Red Bull. I don't think he should get into that system again. But I will see him go to another top team. I think there is a slight gap between Leclerc and Science. if we're being fair. What Science does well is he's very, very consistent and that shone through in 2021. But 
Leclerc is quicker. He has more potential. I think he has more room to grow. I think if Sainz isn't ahead and really asserting his dominance within the first four or five races of next season, you'll see Leclerc be the de facto number one driver. Really, it's Leclerc to lose, Sainz to gain. I think every year it will then kind of revert back to start season of a fresh. If you get two, three years where there's a, the same pattern happening, then I think you've got that kind of, you know, that relationship is 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 all said and done. So yeah, it's it's not going to be necessarily races for that dynamic to be sorted long-term. I think it'll be years, but you've got four or five races for, for science for, to really kind of, you know, make his case for next season, especially. Well, however it works out at Ferrari, we'll have to wait and see with Vassar. The, the post that he's left at Alpha has, well, some people thought it had been filled. It hasn't really, but going at least to that team will be Andres Seidel. Now, this is the one that really caught everyone off guard. Nobody expected this. It immediately followed the, the news of Vassar yesterday. And he will be, to clarify, not as some outlets have said, team principal, he will be the CEO of the Sauber Group. Now, of course, Alfa Romeo will be becoming Sauber at the end of 2023, we imagine, before Audi joins the sport in 2026. And that's obviously the long-term goal for Seidel. He will be Sauber and Audi incarnate, if you will. Uh, so obviously we were all surprised by this, but what do we think? Uh, I'll go to Abby as our, our resident McLaren fan. How do you feel? Betrayed or uh, do you think it's um, uh, a good move? Well, as you said, it was very surprising. It was like the team principal silly season was like one domino after another. When one leaves, the other one leaves. Um, it was shocking, but I feel like he could do well at Alfa Romeo Sauber. And he's helped McLaren get a race win and eight podiums in his time that he's been there. And I think with Audi coming into Formula One, Seidel can help them like navigate the world of Formula One and create a team that will do well and potentially fight for championships. I think it is sad to see him leave McLaren because he has done well there and he was an integral part of the McLaren family. But I feel like it's I feel like going to Audi, Sauber, Alfa Romeo is the next step in his career, which I know that he said that he wanted to leave when his contract was up. And Zach Brown thought that if they had the replacement for the McLaren team principal secured, then it was the right time for Seidel to go. So I feel like it is a positive move. Yeah, the, the bit I find really interesting here is that it's a massive promotion for Seidel, right? And he he's he's arguably done a really good job at McLaren. Um, so he's going to the CEO position um, over at Sauber, which I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but you could compare this to the Zach Brown position, if, if you like. He, he's moving up a level. And obviously, there, there's still no team principal in place, but that's now going to be for Seidel to decide who he wants to put there. And this is another... A piece of the jigsaw we're yet to see, but I think, I think for for him as a person, it's absolutely one of the coolest uh, move career moves you can make. Um, it's going to be a huge job to to organise that jigsaw. Um, but in terms of leaving McLaren, yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like he was ready to leave McLaren. We've just got to like him. We've just got to see what he can do. Uh, it does feel like a shame, and how that will um, shake up McLaren, we're yet to see. Well, that's exactly the exciting prospect that this move is for him he gets to create and shape his own team from that 
Zach Brown like position. The the apprentice is becoming the master in that sense. That and at the same time, simultaneously coming out from under Zach Brown's shadow. If you if you ask a lot of casual fans who the team principal of McLaren was, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people said Zach Brown. So he now gets to play that role. You've got Joe Guanyu on another one year contract. You've got Bottas coming to the end of a two year contract at the end of the season. He can you know change the lineup if he wants. There's lots that he can do with that. And also, it's it's a team that feels like it's kind of back on the up. Having had a, a few lean years, there's a lot of potential there, and no wonder he was attracted to that to that project. It's, it's a big promotion, as you said, Oli. I think for us to hear it now, it was surprising, but I think we could have seen it coming down the line. It's just he is a German engineer that is going to work with a German car manufacturer like Audi, and I think. You know, for them to take him in now, it was really smart just because that he can help them go to that transition by the end of 2023. We do not really know how they are going to work without Alfa Romeo. Audi wouldn't have come in yet. So I think he can help them go through that time too. And he has such a great um, he has such a great experience with other German teams in Formula One too. I mean, he worked with BMW and then he was also a team principal for Porsche with Le Mans. So I think, you know, if they are going to have a sort of Sauber and Audi partnership, I think having that someone German that can also help with the relationship building and also help with the different ambitions, sort of bring them to a level and help out from both counterparts, I think that would really help him. The one thing I was just thinking, and this is pure speculation, right? This has just popped into my head as we've been talking. But what does this mean for Daniel Ricciardo? May he may he go with Seidel? May that have been something that was discussed, right? I'm going to this team. Take a year out. We'll sort it out in a year or so. I'm seeing a lot of shaking heads back. It's just something that popped into my head. You never know because they work so closely together. You do never know. And I mean, I could also wonder what it means for Theo Porcher. Uh We'll have to see what effect it has on him. You know, it felt like he was Frederick Vasseur's you know, prodigy that he was looking to bring into Alpha, but we'll have to wait and see. It's a bit clearer uh, as to who will be replacing Andreas Seidel at McLaren, though, and that is Andreas Stella. Now, I can't claim credit for this. It was uh, another member of our team who pointed out that maybe they were just going for the most similar name. But Andrea also has a, a pretty impressive experience within Formula One. Uh, he was performance engineer for Michael Schumacher at Ferrari and then Kimi Raikkonen as well. He's been a race engineer uh, with Fernando Alonso. Uh, so obviously he's worked at Ferrari in the past. He's been at McLaren for a while now. But now he will be the man stepping up to that vacated team principal role. Will it be Will the shoes be too big to fill, do we think? Do, or do we think he's the man for the job? Potentially. But I think Zach Brown had a lot of confidence in Andrea Stella. He said that Andrea was the number one choice to replace Seidel. And he's been at McLaren since 2015. He's had different roles within the team. He's most recently been the racing director of McLaren. So I think he has something about him that obviously Zach Brown feels that he can do the team principal role. I think he's already integrated. He knows the drivers. He said that he's looking forward to working with Lando and Oscar, with fresh blood in Oscar as well. It will be an interesting dynamic. He might struggle at first to live up to what Seidel was left behind and the way 
that he worked. But I do feel Stella could be up for the job and he will do a good job of it. I think McLaren are on an upward trajectory with a new team principal, potentially. It could be fresh eyes, a new way of working, which could help them move up in the championship next year. I think what's good about him is because he worked with, as you said, like Michael Schumacher and with Kimi Raikkonen, and he worked with them during years that they won championships. I think he has that sort of mentality of working towards something really big and maintaining the pressure throughout the whole season. So now he's going to have two drivers, Lando Norris, who's 23, and then Oscar Piastri, who's 21, two young drivers who just want to win a championship. Piastri has his own pressure because, of course, now he has something to live up to after the whole Piasco in summer. And then you have Lando Norris, who's basically McLaren's project. They need him to win something. And of course, it's a lot of pressure. And they are young drivers who will probably get really heated. I believe that they will probably end up fighting against each other next year. And I think, you know, someone like Andrea Stella, who, you know, have worked with world champions, who knows the pressures, he can really help them. And of course, he has really good knowledge that will really help on the technical side. I've got a fun fact about Andrea Stella, right? He's actually been on an F1 podium. Do any of you know which one? No, didn't think so. Um, <laughs> he was on the 2012 European Grand Prix podium um, for Ferrari, oh, which was was yes. 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 Schumacher's last podium. Fun fact. Thank you very much. Yes. So I mean, the Ferrari link quiz doesn't he? <laughs> the Ferrari links are strong, but yeah, I think it's a good appointment by 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 everything we've been told. Oh, I hope he doesn't take examples from them though. Well, I mean, that remains to be seen. But just as Ferrari rocking the boat and changing things up was the right thing for them to do, I think there was no need to to do that with McLaren. I think that hiring internally is the steps to go. They're building, they're in a project, whereas Ferrari, at least, I mean, they've got the car now, but internally, that is the start of a new project and that is needed. I, Yeah, it's, it's an astute decision you've got Zach Brown who's there who's very much going to guide Andrea through those early hiccups that inevitably will 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 come up especially as you say Catherine two very very quick young drivers who could find themselves battling each other in a little bit of a midfield no man's land potentially you never know it's it's, it's not going to be the finished product next season but how many times has someone looked at their their boss's job and thought I could do that. I imagine that's very much the case here. Stella will be absolutely kind of ready for that opportunity. That's the thing though. I think with McLaren, it was too big of a risk to kind of source a new team principal outside of the McLaren family, especially with Oscar coming in and all the media attention and controversy that he has brought. Having a new driver joining in the way that he did and then a new team principal who wouldn't necessarily know McLaren that well if he was outside of the outfit, it would have been too much of a risk. Um, We saw how close they battled with Alpine this year. It was a very tense battle and unfortunately McLaren didn't come out on top. So I think for them, they are thinking about a long-term project and trying to make sure that they are the best of the rest in a sense. And having a new team principal from the internal environment would would be the best option for them. Yeah, I totally agree, Abby. And it, it's obviously worth noting that um, Seidel leaving wouldn't have been, you know, a, a, 
a few days ago thing. This would have been known about for months, you know, three, maybe six months internally at McLaren. So they've made that driver lineup change. They're, they're changing their entire approach at the same time. So everything we've looked at this year and thought, oh, that's a bit strange. This is all part of a bigger strategy, which we're now starting to see clearly. Well, it's particularly interesting that Zach Brown has decided to waive the gardening leave for Seidel. And also at the same time, when it became clear, when Seidel told them that he was going to go to Sauber Audi for that project, they decided, you know what, go now. Like, that's the best thing for the team. Start the next phase early. And yeah, I mean, I I said earlier in a, in a private conversation that I think, yeah, you can put Seidel on gardening leave, that's fine. But why, why bother? McLaren have had a difficult year PR-wise anyway. It's just one of those things that people might, pick up on when really it's not not going to have much effect long term there'll be NDAs there'll be all kinds of stuff which you'd have to do anyway because this is the we're one year into what a four or five year regulation period there's always going to be effects from that first point so yeah it's uh, the, the 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 correct decision from McLaren's perspective well the final piece of the uh, team principal silly season puzzle was actually a day before uh, now on Monday Just Capito uh, announced he was leaving Williams. He only joined as CEO in 2020 and then in the summer of 2021 became the team principal. Uh, But he will be stepping down ahead of the 2023 season. Uh, As yet, there's no confirmation as to who will be replacing him. Uh, There are a few rumours. Do you want to take us through those, Catherine? So I basically, I tried making some research into who could take his place. And there was also Jensen Button involved, who I don't think it's realistic. So then I narrowed them to two prospects. So I think the first person who might actually take his place is Van Smith. He is currently sporting director at Williams, and he had worked with Just Capital in 2012 at Volkswagen. He he was a team manager under Capito himself, and then they worked together in the World Rally Championships. In 2014, 2015, and 2016, they won the World Rally Championships to both drivers and constructors' titles, and then they went together to Williams. So, you know, he is 50 years old, off of retirement, you know, still have some more years left, and I think he can be <laughs> a good option for Williams just because, you know, he is close to to just to just. So basically, like they have the same ambitions. So the foundation that he built, it can be carried forward. And then another prospect is Mattia Benotto, who I honestly don't think that they would add up. But you never really know because it's Formula One and some of the things that we heard of are honestly. So Mattia Benotto did say that he would return to Formula One very soon, but that was rumored with Audi. Now, whether Seidel is going to bring Benotto to Audi or whether Williams are going to be like, nope, we'll take Benotto for ourselves, we never know. So it it is still very up in the air. I think Sven Smiths would be more suitable for the position rather than Benotto. But at the same time, he is an experienced team principal, you know, so... All right, hear me out. Bring back Cyril. Come on. Like, think of the drama, the drive to survive effect. <laughs> Everyone wants it. Um, that or, hear me out, this is again way out left field. Ross Braun, little U-turn on retirement. 
Okay. <laughs> there um, are some hot takes no? here. No? No for, Myers, First of all, I'm going to say, Catherine, if it is Benotto, I will... I will get you a nice gift because I, I can't see it happening. But when you were explaining it, I sort of I go back on that because we look at this, right? Williams announced that Capito and their technical director were both leaving with immediate effect. That is, and I'm speculating here, that is a sacking in my mind, right? That is, you haven't delivered, you are leaving your role. That isn't a resignation. They haven't resigned. They're, they're leaving with immediate effect. Um they were brought in when Darleton Capital bought the team. Okay, they were they brought in to progress this team. They put loads of money into the team and they haven't delivered. So there's going to be a backup plan here. And Catherine, what you're saying, it, it, it has something to it. But I, I, I am shocked by this one. I've got to be honest. And to add to that, I read an article on BBC which said that Williams agreed that they will not um, further the contract with Jost in summer. They agreed on that already. So you never know. And to be fair, Joss, I don't think that he was really planning to go into Williams. In fact, he even paused his retirement to go into F1. So if you think about it, and plus, Binotto, we, there were already many rumors in summer that Binotto will probably not even last with Ferrari. So you never know. I don't know. The term immediate effect always means one thing to me. I don't know if it does to you guys. Abby, I, 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 I'm dying to know what you think here. Well, when you do hear That's immediate effect, it's like, okay, yeah, that wasn't your choice. That is someone higher up going, sorry, you're out. And I was shocked that Capito was leaving. I wasn't expecting that news in the team principal merry-go-round. But Benotto could go there. It. It could be unlikely, but I'm not going to say never say never because it's F1 and lots of things happen. Um, it would be interesting to see how that dynamic works. Obviously, they've got Sargent next year as a new driver. It kind of feels like Williams are trying to do like a fresh start. They've just brought Albon in back for this season. Now they've let Latifi go. They've let Capita go. They've got let their technical director go. They've got Sargent in. It's like they're trying to pave their... What, like their past years haven't worked out and they're trying to pave their way to a new future and having a new team principal will help that. But surely they must have had someone else in mind when they let Capita go. You'd imagine so. Um, I mean, I've not been totally convinced by Capito. I know, Catherine, you think he's done a good job. I think he he did a great job in 2021 to to bring them up from where they had been in the, the previous couple of years, which were pretty tough. But this was really, this year was his chance to, you know, if he was going to make his stamp and put his stamp on the team and, and show what he could do, it was the regulations. And where did they fall? Back to the back again. So I hope they have someone lined up and it's not just a reactionary thing to a poor season, but uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see about that. Yeah, like he did, he did a fine job. Not like you did a fine job. It was it was fine. Like it was adequate, <laughs> an okay job. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't do um, a fine job, is what you mean? <laughs> well, not like you done a fine job. It was he did fine. Like it was no. <laughs> they the job they he went did was for, fine. They event they kind of you know moved forward, moved back, and ended up exactly where they were when he took over, and. It's not quite, and obviously Paddy Lowe wasn't the team principal, but it's not quite a, you've got this really badly wrong, really sour divorce kind of leaving, it feels like. It 
seems more like it's just the right time to move on. That project hasn't worked. They haven't progressed in the way that they would have wanted to. And yeah, it's, it's time for a new outlook, some fresh blood and and see how else they can move forward. Because yeah, it's been a disappointing season when you compare it to 2021. Well, the thing is, we've got to remember, right, Derelton Capital, they are an investment firm. They have invested in Williams. They need to see returns. They're not seeing returns. So what are you going to do? You're going to change the, the higher management. Um, would they put in Benotto, who is not creating returns for Ferrari? I don't know. But what I do know, and I, I, I put my life on it, is that they're going to spend a lot of money now to replace the um, team principal. And... You know, it, it seems to be skipped over, but their technical director as well, they still need to appoint that. Now, we've had the greats of Paddy Lowe in the past and people like that. There is, that's the whole senior management of a Formula One team that they have just got rid of and they need to replace. And being a, you know, an investment firm the size that they are, they're not going to take a half measure here. This is, this is all or nothing. That's my opinion because we've seen what Williams can do. They've still got that heritage. They've still got that DNA. Yes, certain people have left the team, but Williams are a world championship winning Formula One team, one of the best in history. Um, these people at, who have invested in in this team, they need those results that they know they can get. Just because Bonotto is now available doesn't mean that they should go for him. Tell you who they should go for, though. And this is a serious suggestion. Susie Wolf knows the team. stolen my segue again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's James. It's, and I know you feel this as well. It's it's difficult being right though, and for you and I, it's a case of who's going to be <laughs> who's going to be right first. So, no, in all seriousness, because we're often wrong, but at least we're wrong together. Uh, <laughs> Susie Wolf has team principal experience with Venturi in Formula E. She knows Williams very very well from her time there. I think it's a, a common sense move from them in that you know I, I think she I should I, th- I honestly I think she'd be fantastic I, I do as well Sam but is there not one very obvious conflict of interest that lives within her household called Toto Wolf and now I'm not sure even the best lawyers in the world could figure that one out surely well then maybe Toto steps down or steps away from his position Gets you know, could have shuffled up and out, not out, but shuffled up. What do they call I, it when you kind of given the nice little corner office and the retirement box that you just kind of, you know. I think he's already got that, Sam. He, he's got most of the shares. Well, he's got a significant shareholding in Mercedes, but yeah, it, just put him out it, to it's interesting. It's, it's not like he he's <laughs> he's not going to retire, is he? Last, over the last ten years, yo, he's he's been so so. Let's face it, he's been. Or fine. imagine if Susie is team principal. And then Toto just joins as technical director and everyone's happy. All right. How is that? I, I, I'm, how is I'm it? selling. <laughs> sorry. If that happens, I'm selling all my Mercedes merch and replacing it with Williams. <laughs> Not to suggest there's anything weird going on with uh, Franz Tost and Horner, but how is that any different from the relationship between Alpha Tauri and Red Bull? It's a fair point. And on that bombshell, I guess we'll call it a day. Uh, for the year again maybe who knows maybe there'll be another crazy silly season next week but if not then once again we'll uh, we'll bid you adieu until next year uh, thanks again for joining us and thank you all four for joining me for this special episode thank you for having me sorry i was late maybe next time the silly season could be like the t-boy or you know so, so uh, 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 <laughs> 
I don't know where I'm going. The, the funny thing is, I stepped in for Sam because he was going to get in trouble. And now we're both in trouble because he turned up late. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Ollie. You know when you like, you 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 try and do something to like, oh, you know when you try and do something to, to rectify a situation, you end up making it just worse. You know, I've done that. So I apologise. And I apologise to your, your, your partner. Well, as Ollie and Sam go and... We apologise to their respective partners. Abby, Catherine, I hope you're not in trouble. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> Perfect. Well, <laughs> we'll see you again probably next year for some more news. Be sure to go to formulanerds.com where the news continues, at least in written form. And we'll be back with a Cut to the Race podcast very soon for the Formula Nerds Awards. And until then... It's lights out, mics off, and away we go again. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out, and away we go. Sports Social Podcast Network.